0: Hey NAIF football fans, this is Corey Thorpe with another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast powered by Adcraft USA. These guys are our presenting sponsors for yet another year, and they're NAI made players, fans, and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. Adcraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering, let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online shipping, and helping your customers if they have questions so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com and adcraftwebstores.com. Hey, NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here for another edition of the NAI Football podcast. You heard it just before. We are presented by, powered by, Adcraft USA, the finest folks in terms of athletic Uh, gear that you could ever want to work with. Um, Keep your ears open and your eyes peeled. We'll be uh, setting up a store here in the next little bit so you can get some NAIF ball gear for yourself. But enough of me going on and on and prattling on. You're, You're not here to hear me, obviously. I have for you tonight the Dickinson State head coach, Pete Stanton. Coach, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on.
0: It's always a pleasure, um, you know, to get to talk to our friends in the, uh, are you still considered the Pacific Northwest up there? I mean, you're pretty Pacific Northwest to me from Florida.
1: Yeah, 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 that's close enough. That's close enough. Yeah, for sure. For government work.
0: Um, Let's jump into last season uh, for a minute, the the 21 season. After the last two seasons, calling 21 last season still seems a little weird, but here we are. Um, you have your first zero and two start since the twenty fourteen season, and then you rattle off eight straight wins. Um, if I remember correctly, you you drop out of the coaches' poll. You're you're near the bottom of our poll. I'm still sitting there, steady ranking y'all, I'm going, no, 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 just wait, they'll come around. What what kind of changed there when when you switched that on and and uh, really started coming in on a dime?
1: Well, you know, we 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 knew we had two tough non-conference games really to start. Uh, you know, we uh, you know playing Black Hill State, who you know they end up having a fifty-fifty year in the Division II ARMAC Conference, and um, you know they're they're an old rival of ours. Who used to play us in the Dak Ten, and so we knew you know that was going to be a. You know, a, a, a difficult game, and as as Western uh, Montana Western was as well. And you know, obviously they proved that they won the Frontier Conference. And you know, we had two pretty good games w- with them, and you know, with with both of those teams, you know, one of them we were close at halftime, the other one we had the lead at halftime, ended up uh, not getting it done and getting beat in the second half. So we, you know, we we learned from those two games, but also knew, you know, we we had a chance to be pretty competitive, uh, you know, and I think that's just kind of what it was learning from those things. We didn't tackle well, very, very well at all. Uh, you know, early on, even in our third game. But, you know, as we got going, I think then we, uh, you know, I, I thought we played, played more consistent. And we, we, the thing that we always talk about is not, you know, just winning that turnover margin, turnover battle. And, and we didn't do that at all in the first two, two games. And, you know, we were, we were behind the action, the first three games, we were way behind the eight ball in that. And we pointed that out to our guys and we, we did a better job of, you know, taking care of the ball down the, down the stretch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, Drew Bodecker, you know, only had the ten picks um, on on the season. Um, maybe it's maybe it's me and a little bit of of of, of bias on, on when I saw them, but it always seemed that they came at the most inopportune moments. But it was only ten of them. But you do have to replace your quarterback this uh, upcoming season. Bodecker leaves, and, you know. And I remember three years ago, I think it was. Now, you know, asking. Sort of the same question for you. You're losing a three year starter and trying to, uh, you know, get get back together um, there. But you do return a good bit of talent offensively to all conference offensive linemen, uh, to all conference wide receivers, and uh, you're starting running back in, in Riley Linder. The only thing that you're really going to be missing is is tiger fry which you know we talked about off air boy you wish you could keep him for for forever and uh uh first team all north star offensive lineman matt day there talk about what you got coming back offensively
1: yeah, you know, we, we think we've got some good pieces back there, as, as you mentioned, you know, Nathaniel Woodruff and Brandon Benick are, you know, both all-conference all offensive linemen for us, and, and Gunnar Farsfeet was an honorable mention guy who started now for a couple of years. So we have three, you know, actually four guys that have played quite a bit for us there on the offensive line, and as our tight ends have been, been the same, you know, Galen Brantley and 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 uh, Nathan Schumacher and, and, and some of those guys have, you know, but they've, they've played a lot for us in the past. And, you know, of course, Connor and, uh, at the wide receiver spot. And, you know, Caden Koontz is a guy who was an NDSU transfer that, you know, kind of got going this year and really had a pretty high touchdown ratio. And actually, you know, a couple of our bigger games played really well, had a big game against Valley City, caught a couple of big balls there. And then the one we missed actually this year, uh, who's a good player for us is Noah Sickler. He got hurt uh, after the third game, and uh, that was a big setback for us because he's had some big games up till then. And so, yeah, he's been a he's been a good player for us as well. Isaiah Clute, you know, in the return game and at receiver as well. So we have some guys there. And then, as you mentioned, running back Riley Linder and and, and Alec Lepgren is another is another guy that uh, you know got a lot of carries for us. And we think we have another very capable back in Braden off So we're we feel pretty good about. All those guys, and as you mentioned, you know we we do miss we'll miss Drew, and Drew had a great career for us and did a lot of great things for us. Just besides being a a very good leader, Aaron White is a guy that's played a lot of snaps for us you know he'll be a he'll be a senior next year with this COVID situation technically he could be a sophomore but we're 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 moving him along and he'll be a senior and you know he he's been in a lot of game type of things as well he's had some injuries uh you know with the shoulder and but he's come back and you know in the in the playoff game against Grand in the second half you know he, he did a good job in that game I believe he was you know 20 some for 30 some in the second half uh, throwing the ball so he has some experience and does delivers the ball pretty well and so we feel good about him and a couple other guys coming back at quarterback
0: absolutely defensively you've got folks coming back at every level that are all conference selections whether it be cream and Robbie Kendall along your line or or um, Keaton uh, Meshke and Dawson McLaughlin or sorry or Keaton Meshke at linebacker and Dawson McLaughlin and Jaden Hartwell in the secondary you do have a lot coming back you're going to miss Nick Miller there but you've got guys who are chaos machines at all three levels talk about your defense and and causing chaos
1: yeah, we do, we do have a, a lot of those guys back defensively. In fact, when we started talking at the end of the season, I believe we was either five or six freshmen that we started in the in the playoff game. Uh, you know, Crew Madden is the guy up front that really makes us, you know, go. He was close to being the MVP of our conference. He is very, very active and is as good a motorist that we've been around as far as his ability to get across and, Make plays behind the line of scrimmage, and he goes and goes and goes. And then Robbie Kendall, as you mentioned, and then Jaquan Booth, who's a freshman for mm-hmm. us as well, and, and Matt Anderson. We started, uh, played played two freshmen quite extensively that that had a good year for us. And we also think we have some guys coming up in the defensive front that are going to be very good for us. they redshirted last year. Uh, Linebackers, you mentioned Keaton Mischke he's a guy that will return and really played well. Uh, down the stretch. And then our secondary, you know, we, we do uh, return, as you said, Dawson, who's been an all-conference guy two years and Jaden Hartwell. And then Javante Oliphant, who's played corner force as well. He will return this year as well. And then, and then we did miss in our playoff game. We really missed him big was, was tell Lundy, who's a safety force. And and he, uh, he had an ankle injury in our last game against Waldorf and he wasn't able to play in the playoffs because he's another guy that's going to be a key guy for us too.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Oliphant is a previous, um, all-North Star selection. I had seen his name while I was going back through some of the old show notes. Um, it seems like you'll always pick one of the frontier teams, maybe one of the old DAC-10 teams, um, to, to play out of conference, whether it uh, whether it be Rocky that you've played several times, or whether it be this year Montana Western. Um, you just kind of go down a list and, and, and pick them out one by one and, until you've gone through the entire frontier, or or do you just have some, some better... Uh, yeah, you know, we
1: tried to go more with regional matchup, you know, that's kind of, you know, traditionally, you know, we played Rocky, uh, because there are, you know, they, they aren't a long drive away. And, you know, we have a lot of alums in eastern Montana, and and uh, yeah, obviously it's a quick drive over for our fans and their fans. It just didn't work out on the schedule this year, so I'm um, visiting with Coach Norris. We ended up playing Western this year, and so we'll have a two-year contract with them. So I think more so, I and mean, we played Northern in the, in the past, non-conference too. I think sometimes it's just we're fitting where they were at with their, their schedule, um, they can only have so many non-conference. We're the same way, so um, that's why it ended up with Black Hills, who we played them non-conference as well, uh, because they're you know they're a couple hours away, is all. And an old and and once again, uh, we have a we have a good following of fans both ways that way. So that's kind of how more it's evolved. More just those mm-hmm. those those schools have been a little closer to draw for us, and and obviously all good teams as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's always good to get you know a, a couple of of. Kind of um, teams that that help you kind of get your foot in and, and see where you are off the bat. That way, you can you know what you've got um, and what you can improve on, and, and you know uh, going forward into the year. One thing I'm really interested of of hearing from you, um, you know, y'all have won heck, what is it now? Seven, seven consecutive North Stars. Um. How do you get your guys to not overlook that conference? Um, you know, because because now you're you're almost two cycles through. You know, of of kids that winning conference is just what you do. How do you how do you keep that fresh?
1: I think we really talk about the biggest thing we talk about from day one is this year's team. You know, whatever happened in 20 or 21 or 18 or 17 or 16, that was their team. And we talk about now this is 22 and that is coming up. This is this is going to be our team and this is going to be your team. And this you have your chance to make a mark as the, as the 22 team rather than get, getting caught up saying, what about – last year, or who, you know, who we beat this year, you know, I think that's, you know, number one, I think number two is to just, and I pray everybody in the country says the same thing, but you know, just a one game, you know, to try to go one and all this week, and you have so many opportunities to get on the field, and you have so many opportunities to play, and to play hard, and, and we're going to just do that every week, and I think that's just really the mindset, regardless of who we're playing, um, you know, and whether it's the top, the top of the non-conference, top of the league. We're just going to treat it everything the same because you only have so many opportunities to go out there and play hard and and, and do your thing. So that's really the way, the way we kind of approach it.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is not basketball and baseball that you have, you know, dozens of opportunities. You you have 10 to 12 games to make your mark. One thing I'm, I'm also interested about, I, I know you talk a lot about with being where you are. In the country, um, having to schedule teams that are close, um, you know, making sure those out of conference matchups are um, are close, and you have good fans. Over you know the last couple of years, we have seen some teams in uh, on in the Western United States come in, uh, whether that be you know Ottawa uh, and, and Arizona Christian over the the years. Um, how, in your opinion, can the NAI continue kind of that westward, uh, that westward focus and get some, some, uh, maybe some teams from California where y'all recruit very well, um, you know, in, in there so that you can have some, some trips that are a little bit further away, but yet they're not, you know, cross country.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one because, you know, the, the, each individual school is, is just different, you know, and I think, even in our region, you know, we, we had a a conference when I started here, you know, as an assistant 20 years ago, that was, you know, you had University of Mary and, and, and Minot and, and look, I've mentioned Black Hills and South Dakota Mines and all those, those schools and um, that, you know, that, that hasn't, you know, helped as far as just pushing, you know, to the west as well. And then so each each of those individual schools, you know, our way and as you mentioned, towards California, the Azusa Pacifics and things, schools like that, that you know, we're we're kind of playoff contenders, uh, you know, all the time. Um, they're not there. And so it, it does make it tougher, you know, to try to attract some more of those teams to do that. But I, I think You know, hopefully we can do that because, you know, the the level of play in the NAI is is so good. And, and, you know, you see that. We see it, you know, obviously the way the three or four or however many Iowa schools are just rolling along right now. And I mean that we've faced in the playoffs and really good teams and really, really good talent. And I mean, there's good teams all over. But I mean, I think people should see that too. the quality of play and the talent at, at the NAI level is is, is very very good and we have played division two teams and we have played division three teams and we played a really good division three team a couple of years ago and a couple of teams that we played in the playoffs you know there, there wouldn't be a comparison you know that the nai teams were very very good
0: yeah definitely i mean division two and division three to me um there there's much less parity from top to bottom than the nai um there's a there's some really, really, really good D2 and D3 teams. No question about it. And there's also ones that really do struggle. Um, and I just, there are some NAI teams to me that really, that do struggle, but there's not as many, um, you know, and, and the ones that do, you can see they're starting to put a little bit of money in and, and try to get their programs rolling back again. The last thing I really want to ask you um, and I'm really interested to hear your answer on this. Over the past few weeks, we've been talking with different coaches on creating and maintaining and growing a support base and, a, and, and your booster programs and building relationships outside the lines of football. And we, we've heard from you know, folks like Indiana Westland where they say, you know, that's something we're trying to develop. We're such a new school. Uh, a new football team that we just don't have that alumni base. We talked to Reinhardt last week who said, man, we got to do a better job about that. It's so hard up near Atlanta, near a, a bigger city. Well, I, I, I want to hear your answer on this. Um, you you uh, have been at Dickinson for 20 years, so you're, you're definitely leading a program that has a heritage to it. And being where you are, don't know that there's that many sprawling metropolis uh, around Dickinson. So, talk to me about how you and and the athletic department uh, engage and build that support base and that uh, that booster base in order to make Dickinson better for long after uh, we're both gone.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good question and good topic because we talk about that one all the time and and we are very fortunate here. That we do have a, a strong, you know, tradition. We had, you know, we've had, you know, two football coaches, two head football coaches since 1976 here, um, you know. And I played for the for the one before before I was here, and and, and obviously, you know, we have that network, and we have a really strong. Uh, n- network of alums, you know, could it be better? Yes, that we're always striving to, to be better on that part of it. But we have a, you know, we have a, a foundation, a, our, our alumni group support group that, that's connected with our touchdown club that just does a, a really good job of, of helping us, you know, develop a great game day atmosphere we have a you know a really good tailgate atmosphere with big crowds and and we get a lot of support. And you mentioned that we're not the metropolis. You know we're we're 25 to 30,000, but it, that we take use that to our advantage. That we have a you know some the small towns that come around and in our in our community that's the event on Saturday, and and we have a lot of support and we get really good crowds. You know at home and and away. And I think that, you know, what we, you know, we just continue to do is just try to reach out to more and more alums just to, to, to help us to grow. Um, you know, we, you know, being a public school, um, you know, with, 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 with that too, you know, if you look at the teams that are in the playoffs, you don't see as many of the, the public schools. You know, we're one of the few there. And, and so, you know, with our funding sources and things like that, we really have to, you know, reach out. Um, you know, and, and, get a lot, get, get a lot of support, which I think we do, but we can always, you know, we can always do better. And we're really proud of, you like say, the history we've had, I believe, you know, we went from, you know, the, the, the late seventies to the 2007, I believe 30 straight years with a winning season. And that's playing a lot. And then we, you know, then we had a rough couple of years in the, you know, in, in the, you know, in the, in the transition, but, uh, you know, that's, you know, I think we have that, that have that support of a lot, a very proud alumni base, on that that really's helped us.
0: How early um, do you contact like your your football alums? Like, what time frame after they've graduated do you, do you usually reach out and and do that sort of contact?
1: Yep. It's interesting that you've asked this because we were just having these conversations the last couple of days, and, and we're we're doing trying to do that right away, and we're getting the database of the, those guys. And you know, I've coached, you know, and, and our staff has coached these guys for the last six or seven years. And, and like I said, going back to our our uh, our foundation and our and our touchdown club has done a really good job of getting to know these guys as, as they're here and and getting our players involved with what they're doing and why they're doing it for that purpose. Just like, hey, they know who we are. They know how much we're supporting them, and, and we want those guys to give back to the next group. And so we're doing we're doing that right away. And you know, it's just a combination of uh, what we're trying to do is just find guys from the '90s and, and more guys from the '80s and a few more guys from the '70s, and, and those guys will help connect, you know, you to those groups. And we, we do a lot already that way, but we're continuing to uh, do more and more that way. And it's it's we, we like I said, we have a very good support system right now.
0: Yeah, the the reason why I asked ask that is, um, you know, there are a, a few of the coaches who do listen to the podcast, and you know, for those who who are trying to figure out uh, some strategies to get in in there and and kind of uh, navigate those waters, kind of have some ideas of how to navigate those waters from someone who has some good um, support from your touchdown club, and you know how that happens, so that might give someone else an idea
1: yeah 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 we have a strong a strong strong network that way and and like i said could it always be better yes um we're always striving but that's the thing i guess Mm -hmm. you know you just get we have so many people that care and and if you care and you got people that that care and want to wanna do well and yeah, you know, they they, they, they they will do good things for you and and uh, you know then I'll help reach out to a, a lot of players and obviously it helps that I'm I'm a I'm an alum, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I think uh, I think every coach can still go. You know, try to build that. You know, and you don't have to be you as the alum, but just try to build that group of guys that care. That maybe were former players, and then they can do their networking. And I think it's just such a networking deal for for programs, and that's that's really important. And alums like that as well. They like to hear from coaches.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's that's you see, um, you know, coaches even at the highest level here. I mean, you know, Nick Saban's doing his his tour around. Alabama to, to shake hands and everything and it's it's to me I don't know I wouldn't think that there would be a difference at the at the level of, of football uh, that you would play you still want to go out there and, and make those relationships
1: no question no question well
0: coach I appreciate you coming on tonight and taking some of your time out to talk to us it's always it is always a pleasure and I look forward to to seeing y'all and the rest of the North Star uh, out next year, um, maybe we can have, you know, uh, another sort of regular season and not have to worry about, uh, too much going on there.
1: Yeah. We're excited about it and, and want to thank you for you guys, for all you do for, for any football, it's much appreciated. I know you have a lot of following and we, uh, appreciate you, uh, you know, the support that you're giving our programs. It's a great deal for all of us. Yeah, it's my pleasure.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIA ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. Thanks also to Mommy Bay and Turf Nation for their support of the NAIA ball podcast. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to the podcast and to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app that allows you to leave a rating and review. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash NAIAFball and become a patron. We can't do what we do without support from our sponsors and listeners like you.